This is Heather Meckes, Director of Discipleship at CRC, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you, encourages you, and allows you to see how God is moving in and around you. If you would like to check out more resources, go to coopersvillereform.com. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Good morning. Are you okay here? Good morning. There we are. <laughs> um, I'm Danielle, and I have the special honor and privilege of welcoming you this morning in extra special honor and privilege of acknowledging and showing gratitude to our veterans this morning. So I'm going to ask first if the veterans here with us today, if you could just stand up for a moment, please. And you all, if you can just really look at them for a moment, take it in as we um, express our sincere gratitude um, to these service men and women in our congregation. You guys, I know that we don't show you gratitude often enough, and so I pray that this morning you feel loved, you feel appreciated, and you know that we sincerely appreciate the massive sacrifice that you paid so that we can literally be here this morning. Yeah, thank you guys.
Thank you. And church, I just want to encourage you guys. Um, the best question that I asked a serviceman in the past week is I said, how did your faith carry you through your time in the military and beyond? I've never asked that question before. And the answer that I got was mind blowing. So I encourage you guys to do the same. Ask them how their faith carried them. Um, and really quick, if I can just ask any family members of either active duty servicemen or women or veteran, if you can raise your hands for us and um, maybe we can peek around at those family members as well. Look at that. And you guys, I know that your sacrifice is just as massive. And so we appreciate you. Thank you so much for serving. Um, all right. We have a few announcements this morning. So first announcement is related to Thanksgiving Eve service. Uh, waiting for my cheat sheet up there. There we go. 7 p.m. on November 23. So November 23, of course, is a Wednesday evening. And so if you can show up then, it's going to be a service that you don't want to miss. Um, next, we have our family celebration coming up in December, so December 5, um, and that's at 6 o'clock p.m., and that's over in the Activity Center, and it's a time for us to come together, hang out, eat some good food, and really celebrate what the Lord has done in our church in the past year, and my, is there a lot for us to celebrate, okay? So you're not going to want to miss that, and that's not just for members, that's for any of you, so um, we want to encourage you to show up, but if you can help us in planning by just registering in advance, um, there's an insert in your bulletin that you can fill out and drop in one of the plates at either of the exits, or you can go online, coopersvillereform.com, and click on events to find the registration there. Finally, thank you for your faithful financial giving as we uh, partner with God to serve our church, to serve our community, and even globally. Um, if you would like to give, you can do so one of two ways, either by going to coopersvillereform.com, click on give, or you can drop your offering in one of the plates at either of the exits. Would you please pray with me over our offering and our service today? Father God, um, you are provider you are healer, you are our savior, and with reverence, we still get to call you friend. And God, you are the bringer of peace, and you tell us boldly in your word that there is one name and one name alone that we are to call on when we have anxiety, when we need to cast our cares on somebody. And so God, I just pray to you that you forgive us for the times that we turn to worldly things like food, or material possessions, or even people, and even the church when we're searching for peace, because we know that we are called to only call on your name. And so God, I pray that this morning that you bless the people who call on your name with an overwhelming sense of peace. God, I want to pray over our veterans today. Lord, we know that their sacrifice during their active duty is massive, and we know that equally as massive is the service that they provide following those days as well. And so, God, I just pray that you bring them a divine sense of strength and hope and overwhelming peace. And I pray that as a congregation, you can show us how to extend love and um, support to them where they need it. And God, same thing for their family members and family members of um, people who are serving in active duty. Um, I just pray too that you give them the courage to express their needs to us and help us to seek them out um, and fill up their cup where needed. Um, God, I pray also over our offering today um, that with joyful hearts we're able to give to you. And uh, we thank you that we don't have to worry about what tomorrow brings because you provide for us. 
And God, I pray that you take our offerings and that you bless them and that you use them to further your kingdom. Lord, over this service today, I, I just pray for your Holy Spirit um, to fill us right up so much so that when we leave here, we leave with a new sense of boldness and that we are courageous, but we are effective in spreading your word and advancing your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your mighty name that we pray this morning. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. I invite you to stand at this time if you are able. We're going to sing a couple of hymns. Number 228, Rejoice the Lord is King. And 435, What a Friend We Have in Jesus.
morning. My name is Greg Johnson, an elder here. Uh, Psalm 37.5 says, uh, commit your way to the Lord and trust in him and he will do this. The Lord gives us a command. Uh, commit your way to the Lord and trust in him and he will do this. The answer is uh, his righteous reward will be like the, the dawn. And so we have a righteous reward in salvation. And when we command, he commands us to share that and trust in him to do the rest. Will you go to the Lord in prayer with me? Father God, you alone are worthy of our worship. Thank you for being our Father, our Redeemer, our Shepherd, and King. Our hope is in you, the Lord our God. Revelations 4.11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Heavenly Father, we live in a world full of confusion. We experience heartache and pain. We see injustice and despair all around us. As Christians, you have called us to be set apart. In Joshua, you say, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Yes, the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Holy Spirit, you are our advocate, our helper, and the source of our power. Holy Spirit, would you help us? Help me demonstrate faith in you all, situations good and bad. You call us to rejoice in you, all things, even to rejoice in the midst of trials and sufferings. Now, Father God, would you remind us that your son, Jesus Christ, has followed the joy set before him to endure the cross, scorning its shame. Remind us in your suffering and resurrection you have secured a joyful future for all of us who have been redeemed. And Father God, cause us to rejoice always when you answer prayers according to your will. Holy Spirit, help us to rejoice in your wisdom. Help us to seek it, pursue it, and value it. Cause us, Holy Spirit, to rejoice in you when you grant us a time of confession and repentance. Remind us, Lord, that the fruit of repentance is a changed mind, a transformed life, and ongoing communion with you, Jesus. Help us, God, to rejoice in the fruits of your spirit. Cause us to apply love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Father God, we bring our request to you this morning with thanksgiving 
We pray for fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who are struggling with physical and emotional pain, the loss of a loved one. We extend our sympathy to Sandy and Steve Smith. We pray for Arnold, Louise, Angie, and Ken. Holy Spirit, would you fill them with your peace and comfort? And Father God, we rejoice and pray in advance for those in your church, our community, our state, our nation, our world, who will hear and accept the good news of salvation only found in you, Jesus Christ alone. And Father, may all the honor and glory go to you, God. We thank you all in the name of our precious Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good morning. I'm Dory Keller. I'm the youth director. Um, we are today celebrating some students as part of celebrating um, as part of Celebration Sunday. So um, Abby and Lauren, if you would come up right now. Um, these are um, two of our youth kids who were baptized at our Lake Michigan baptism this summer, and it was so fun um, to be able to baptize them. Um, Abby is 13, and she is an eighth grader at Lamont Christian School. Um, her favorite things at school are math, which makes her my favorite student ever. Um, and also she likes to play with her friends at recess. And I would appreciate it if none of you would tell my kids that they get recess at Lamont Christian. Um, and her favorite thing about Jesus is his forgiveness. Next to her is her sister, Lauren. Lauren is 14 and she is a 10th grader at Coopersville High School. She, um, likes doing FFA, and she just won an award at the discussion meet. She made it to state, so congratulations, Lauren. Um, and she also plays basketball there. Um, and her favorite thing about Jesus is that he loves everyone. Will you please join me in welcoming these amazing girls? Dory, and thank you girls. We, we, we have an exciting Sunday here this morning. We are welcoming several adults um, as official members today, and when you add up their children, um, it, it actually comes out to 20. And so we, we are welcoming essentially because we are not just welcoming couples or singles, we're welcoming entire families into the fold. And 20 new people are joining our church between our first service and our second service, and we are so excited to welcome them and love on them and walk with them in this life. Um, at this time, I'd like um, Matt to share a little bit about our first couple. I'd like to invite the North family to come on up since your daughters are already up here. So um, we welcome Jason and Diane North. They were invited to CRC by Sid Bakker and they are joining by transferring their membership and reaffirmation of faith. Uh, their daughters, Lauren and Abby, as Dory just mentioned, were baptized um, this past summer. They also have been attending youth group. Jason likes to hunt a farm and is working on an old truck, and Diane likes to garden, sow, and watch the kids play sports. Good morning, guys. Diane. 
Do you acknowledge that you are delivered from all of your sins only by the saving work of Jesus Christ? And will you seek to show true gratitude for this deliverance? Yes, with all my heart. Diane, who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ. Jason. Jason, do you acknowledge that you are delivered from all of your sins only by the saving work of Jesus Christ? And will you seek to show true gratitude for this deliverance? Jason, who is your Lord and Savior? Thank you. Next, I'd like to invite Ashley Brown to come on up. Or come on down, I guess. <laughs> Ashley is joining by profession of faith. She enjoys singing in the church choir, spending time with family and friends, traveling, and watching movies. She also teaches karate here in Coopersville. She was looking for a church home where she could grow and learn in God's faith and teachings. Ashley, do you acknowledge that you are delivered from all of your sins only by the saving work of Jesus Christ? And will you seek to show true gratitude for this deliverance? Yes, with all my heart. Ashley, who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ. Amen. Next, I'd like to invite Christina Brown, her sister, to, to come on down as well. So she's transferring her membership and is joining by reaffirmation of faith. Some of her hobbies include baking, anything music related, traveling, spending time with family and friends, teaching and doing karate. She enjoys singing in the church choir, loves kids and would like to get involved in children's ministries. Hi, Christina. Hi. Do you acknowledge that you are delivered, Christina, from all of your sins only by the saving work of Jesus Christ? And will you seek to show true gratitude for this deliverance? Yes, with all my heart. Christina, who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ. Amen. Now I'm gonna ask all of, all of you together four questions. Will you protect the unity of Christ's church? If so, answer, we will. Will you participate in the life of Christ's church? Will you exercise your gifts in the ministry of Christ's church? And will you support the testimony of Christ's church? Matt, I'm going to ask you if you would pray over our new members this morning. Please join me in prayer. Father God, we thank you for the gifts of these individuals joining our family, which is your family here in this church, God. Uh, we've been praying for them. We've been expecting them. And we are just grateful for your faithfulness in bringing them. Yes, Father. God, I pray that this would continue to be a place where they feel loved, where they feel included, where they feel invited to, to learn more about you, where they feel invited to, to use their gifts in this place, in this church. God, I pray that you would just continue to direct them, that you would help them to find their place. You'd help them to, to find those uh, people that they need to connect with in this family as we continue to learn and grow together. Um, we ask all of this in the precious name of Jesus. It's important to know, as our new members stay up here, that we all play, as the body of Christ, as members of the body of Christ, we all play a vital role in, in loving them well, in serving them, and in walking with them in life. And so what I'm going to do is ask everyone to stand because you also have some, some things to affirm. Church. Do you promise to seek God's guidance 
as you welcome these brothers and sisters into the community of faith, and as you provide them with Christian love and nurture through your prayers and encouragement, your teachings and affections. If so, would you answer, we do. Would you join me in welcoming our new members this morning? Good morning. My name is Bethany Corson, and I'm the director of Children's Ministries. And at this time, if you have a child who is preschool age through kindergarten, they will be heading down to Little Tykes Theater with Miss Amanda and Miss Samantha. And at the end of the service, you can pick them up by heading down these stairs. The first door in the hallway on your left is Little Tykes Theater, and that is where you can pick them up. And then if you are a first grader through sixth grader, you'll be heading down to Kid Zone with me. At the end of the service, you can pick them up um, at the top of the Kid Zone stairs. Uh, today, after um, the end of the service, in between the services, we are practicing for our Christmas program for the first graders through sixth graders down in Kid Zone. So if they stay down there, that's why they're still down there. <laughs>
scripture reading this morning is found in the book of Philippians. It's chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. If you are following along in the Pew Bibles, it's on page 953. Would you please stand, if you're able, for the reading of God's holy word? Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning again. Uh, I'm Pastor John. I have the privilege of serving as the lead pastor here at Coopersville Reformed Church. Um, for those who um, may not have been with us over the last three weeks or so, or specifically two weeks or so, we, we've been entering into a time of prayer and fasting over the month of November. And, and I just feel like it's right and pure for me to just confess something on... Um, was it Friday night? It was Friday night. Friday night, Friday all day is no sweets Friday. We're not supposed to have sugary sweets or anything if you're following your fasting calendar, of which you can get one here today if you don't have one and you'd like to join with us. It's not too late if you're interested in that. Or you can also go online and look under events and, and you can find it there digitally. Um, but it was Friday night, okay? I just have to confess. It was, it was Friday night. I was cooking dinner, I was smoking some meat. Actually, my daughter and I were smoking meat. She was looking forward to it all week. Daddy and her were going to smoke about four pounds of meat on our smoker. So uh, we do that and we have a, a big family meal with the five of us. And I see my wife cutting up apples. And I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm like, okay, we're gonna have some apples. I think that's okay. And then she's putting them in a pan. And in the pan, she's putting other things. And I think to myself, oh no, um, we're, we're about to have something a little more special. And so I say, well, I'm going to refrain because I am I'm strong-willed and I have good self-control. And so she says, um, at the end of the night, it's about 9.15, we're all cuddling uh, around the couch and chairs uh, uh, with, a, with a family, and, and we're watching a, a show, a, a movie, Shrek 2, actually, if you were interested. Um, and, and she says, all right, who wants apple crisp? I said, honey, um, we have a thing on the, on the, on the calendar 
that's in our kitchen. And she goes, oh no, honey, I completely forgot. I would have never made it. And so to um, submit to the orders of my wife, um, I chose to take one for the team and I said a prayer. But it was a really small, like it was a small dish and with a little dollop of ice cream and I ate it in like two bites. And so I confess to you that Friday, Friday night I slipped, okay? I slipped up. And maybe you're here this morning and you're like, man, I've slipped up multiple days, all right? I wanna encourage you, there's grace here. There's certainly grace here for you. And, and you can continue with us. This is not about legalism. This is not about checking every box and crossing every T and dotting every I. This is about pursuing God together. And, and we can do that as a family, albeit imperfectly and maybe not following all the rules all the time. But I pray that this month has been encouraging to you. And I pray most of all that you are spending time, greater time in prayer over your one. All right, that's my confession. I'm done. All right, let's move forward. If you're a Christian this morning, you may feel like the times we are living in are pretty chaotic. Am I right? This world doesn't seem to make a ton of sense right now. Some of us in chaotic times respond like a fire alarm, right? It's like, what's happening? Retreat, 911, get help now, get out of the building. That's how we respond, some of us, to chaotic times. However, others of us respond in chaotic times more like a essential oil diffuser, um, where we're just like, this is my impression of an essential oil diffuser. Uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be okay right? Life is, life is going to work out. Just take a deep breath. Breathe. And even if it is as bad as we think it is, Jesus is coming back soon, and, and this life is, is but, a, but a vapor anyway, right? And so, so some of us respond to crazy, chaotic times like that, and kudos to you. And usually what I found out, what happens in my personal experience is the fire alarms usually meet up with uh, essential oil diffusers, and they get married, and they kind of offset each other a little bit. And so maybe you're next to either an essential oil diffuser if you're a fire alarm type of person, or you're next to a fire alarm person if you are an essential oil diffuser. I think I said that two times, same way. You understand what I'm trying to say. Let me give you some good news, though. If even you are the craziest of fire alarm type of people in chaotic times, just chaos, and you are just like, you are that type of person where, where you kind of rise with the chaos, there's good news for you. Philippians 4 shares that you can learn and you can grow in the peace of God. And even if you are a more of a, an essential oil diffuser type of person when chaotic times come, you're just kind of numb to them. You too can still learn and grow in the peace of God. What is peace? Peace. Peace is the harmony 
and calmness of body, mind, and spirit. Peace is the harmony and calmness of body, mind, and spirit. And what I would, what I would guess is in, in this sanctuary or those maybe joining us online, th there is not a single person here or there who, who would not say, I'll take more of that in my life, right? Like, give me a little more harmony. Give me a little more calmness in my body, mind, and spirit. I would suggest that probably all of us are, are in on wanting some more of that. Let's learn about it together through the truth in the text that we just read in Philippians 4. What are we to do according to this text? I've broken it down to three points. First, this isn't going to shock you. We are to pray more, not less. Okay? We are to pray. And now, I know you didn't come to church expecting anything different from the pastor, right? No, duh. I didn't come here thinking that the pastor was going to say pray less, not more. But this particular prayer in Philippians 4 actually seems a, a little different. It, it, it's slightly distinguished from what you may assume prayer is and has been for you. Paul shares in Philippians 4, these prayers are full of requests. Like we are to share our petitions, our requests with God, to God. He says, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. How many times when you come to him or when you have come to him, you felt shame that you have too many requests? Has anyone ever felt that? Like, oh, I just have too many requests. I don't want to burden God with all my stuff. I've heard people say that. And, may, and maybe you're here today. Maybe you've thought that. Or maybe you've said that. I just don't want to burden God with all of my requests, all of my stuff. But here's what usually ends up happening. I would say nine times out of ten. We'll say that, and then we'll go to a counselor and burden them with all of our requests. Or we'll go to our best friend and we'll be on the phone or text messaging all of our burdens and, and all of our stuff, but yet we feel like we're going to burden God with all of our stuff or all of our requests. Like, let me ask a question here. Who is greater? Our counselor, and by the way, I am pro-counseling, Okay, go get you some counseling. Or our mighty counselor, who, who is greater? One can be burdened, because we're human. The other cannot be burdened, because he's God. And you will not overburden God as a child of God coming to him with a load of requests. He is your heavenly father. He, he longs to hear from you. In Philippians 4, 5, it reminds us that he is near to us at the end of that fifth verse in chapter 4. 
And he longs to be in deep relationship with you personally. In this season of fasting and, and prayer as a church, it's been, it's been incredibly refreshing for, for me personally. I, ho I hope it's been that way for you. But I've also been wrestling with some stuff, particularly with my ones. I'm, I'm praying, and the prayer guide has been incredibly helpful. Um, if you also don't have one of these, you, you might want to pick up one of these as well. We, we can get you one. If you don't have one, we'll find one for you. Um, this prayer guide's been incredibly helpful uh, for me. And so, but what I've been finding out, because on one side of it, you know, you, you kind of put your names down. I'll cover up the name there. Um, and you kind of just, it gives you a bit of a guide to pray. But on the other side, there's the journal your prayers. And for me in this season, when it has come to my one, or my ones, I have actually lacked confidence in myself that I'm the right person to be reaching out to these particular individuals. And so like in prayer, I've just been wrestling with confidence. And this is not all too uncommon for me. And so I've just been wrestling. So let me just give you an idea. Here was my prayer on day 10 which I think was Thursday, um, when I journaled it. I prayed, Lord, help me. I wanna reach these individuals, and I named them. I wanna reach them for you. I know you can do it, and I trust you, but I'm not sure I'm the one you want to use in these instances. I've been finding a lot of failure in my attempts. Help me not only to trust you, God, but help me have the confidence required for the mission. I love you, your child, John. And I think it can be easy to just say, John, just have confidence in God. You don't need to have confidence in yourself. Just place your full confidence in God. Matter of fact, it sounds like something a reformer once said. And I'm sure he did. And I get that. And I've probably said that to myself during seasons. But imagine this. And I've been pondering on this. I have a five-year-old daughter. Sometimes I drop her off at school and she shares with me that she's nervous, particularly lately about recess. Daddy, I'm nervous about recess. And so we have a little drive time and a little talk. And she shares with me recently why she's nervous about recess. Because there's a particular boy at recess who is giving her a hard time. For instance, he, he's kicking over her sandcastle when she makes a sandcastle in the kindergarten sandbox. And I realize that he's probably doing this because he likes her, um, which it, uh, causes me to worry, so I just try to forget about that. But she's struggling with the confidence of how to approach the upcoming recess in the people she'll be interacting with at the recess, particularly this one kindergarten boy. In the car, here's what I'll tell her. 
you let this boy know that you got a daddy and he's big. Like he's a big, and he's, he's around the school too. I'm in on Mondays, so I can pay a visit to the classroom and talk to the teacher. And you let this boy know your big daddy really loves his little princess, like really loves her. But on top of that, I don't stop there when I talk to my daughter. I also say to her, I wanna reassure you of how fun you are to play with. You're fun. And how good of a friend you are to other kids. I'll reassure this. And how sweet you are, Sienna. You're such a sweet. struggling if you're anything like me maybe you are maybe you're not which is great but you may be struggling with confidence in yourself maybe what you need to know today is what I needed to be reminded of is that God cares about that request as well and God needs to reassure me and maybe he needs to reassure you of who you are in Christ and what he has accomplished and what he has done in you so that you could have confidence to reach the people that he is calling you to reach. Bring every request you have to God, whether it's small, medium, large, supersize, whatever type of request you have to God, whether it's a request of confidence, whether it's a relational request you have, or whether it's a financial request you may have, whether it's a psychological, Requests you may have, bring every request to God. And he cares for you as a father cares for his little princess. And he wants to provide help to you. And he wants to reassure you of who you are and who he has created you to be. Next point, according to the text. And this is, this is kind of crazy here. Think more, not less. Think more, not less. This seems to actually be countercultural to some of modern psychology or even Eastern religions today when it comes to the idea of peace. We're usually not taught outside of the Christian doctrine to think more. We're actually often taught to think a little less. It's often believed that in order to be in a place of nirvana, you must expel thoughts. You must rid your mind of thoughts. You must empty your mind of thoughts, especially intrusive thoughts. I mean, the reason why we're struggling with so much today is because certainly our minds have hit a capacity limit, right? But the Christian doctrine on peace, and specifically here in Philippians 4, is so much different 
We don't find peace simply by emptying our minds. We find peace by thinking more, which seems counterproductive. This is another reason why Christianity is so backwards in the most amazing way. If you're an atheist today, maybe you're an atheist watching us online, I wanna let you know, man, we are, we are so grateful you're here. We are grateful and you are so loved. You're loved more than you know. And this is a safe place for you to investigate. But if you're going through chaos, the last thing you're going to want to think on is a Darwinian, purely evolutionary, natural selection type of worldview. Where the survival of the fittest is king. You're not going to want to think on that in times of chaos. You live, you struggle, then you simply die and you're done. Your life is of no more importance or significance than the dough that was dead on the side of the road that I drove by on 68th Street, according to the atheistic or evolutionary worldview. You don't wanna think about that when you're going through times of chaos. That's not comforting. Of course you would want to empty your mind of that and more. Because you're just another creature who has simply evolved to another level of intellectual capacity that knows not to prance in front of traffic. And so that's the only thing that makes us different than that doe that I drove by on 68th Street. So naturally, you're not gonna wanna think about more of that, about your position in the universe when the walls are caving in on your mind, spirit, and body, right? But the Christian worldview is incredibly different and it's distinct. Friend, according to the word of God, according to God, you were created in his image. Distinct from the rest of creation, with surpassing purpose. And the way to peace isn't to think less about your place in the universe or your place and position in this world, but it's to actually be thinking more about it and about the God who ordained you and created you and knitted you in your mother's womb. I've shared this story a couple of years ago, and so uh, maybe you remember it, but several years ago, probably probably about a decade ago, um, I was working at a job, and a lot of us employees, the census was really high, a lot of us employees were incredibly stressed. The census was high, we were all working overtime, and we were working with hospice patients, and that can feel very weighty on a person. And so, at a great boss, and, and she brought in someone to lead us into some meditation. And so we did this for, I couldn't remember if it was 30 minutes or an hour, but this person came in. And at one point of the presentation, in the meditation process, she handed out cashews. And in the thought process behind that was, put this cashew in your palm Put it before you and empty your mind of everything else going on in life today and just focus 
on this cashew. And obviously, as a, as a believer, I, I said, I'm, I can put two and two together. I'm not doing that. I popped that thing in my mouth and just kept rolling with life. I know a good nut when I see one. But we did all of this in the name of mindfulness. Like, imagine that with me. In the midst of pain, in the midst of cancer diagnosis, which the, some people in the room, at least one that I knew of in our particular session, was battling with cancer. In the midst of cancer, in the midst of incredible loss, in the midst of incredible tragedy, in the midst of senseless laws being passed and celebrated, when I'm feeling harassed and helpless by the enemy, the greatest non-Christian thinkers come together and their answer is, or at least one of their answers are, focus your attention on this nut. That's all you got for me? There's loss, there's chaos, there's tragedy, there's trials, there's affliction, there are senseless things happening in our society, and I am to spend an hour from work and, and just spend some time with people in a group focusing on a cashew? That's what you have for me. But the word of God is so different, friends. It says in Philippians 4, 8, it says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about such things. In chaos, in strife, in loss, in tragedy, in the midst of a broken and fallen world, God's answer is to not empty your minds of reality and the things around you. No, 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 no. God's answer is to thank and to fill your minds. Fill your minds with great thoughts of him and who he is and all he has done and all that is found in his word. I've been finding great joy in my thought life lately by, by just reading a passage of scripture or even just thinking on a characteristic of God and just letting my mind kind of go a little bit according to the word, of course. And, and I've been in those times, I've been finding myself more and more looking out a window and spending time with God in prayer and, and just in thought. And so this is one of particular areas where I've found time, there, there's a picture, and this is in my office and the window that I've often been gazing out of in this season over, over the month of November in particular. And I've just been look, looking at the sky and, and looking at the trees, some of which still have leaves on them. And I've just been like looking at God's creation. 
I feel like I'm 34 going on 92. I mean, I'm just, I'm just like finding such great joy in just looking out into creation and just saying, wow, God, you are so magnificent. Look at all of your handiwork, God. Look at all that you've created. Even despite the fall of mankind, your creation is still so beautiful. And I can't imagine what eternal life is going to be and how beautiful it's going to look. And in that holy moment or those holy moments, while I'm gazing outwards towards downtown Coopersville, it's so much more than that for me. I can echo the truth from the psalmist in Psalm 104 when he writes, Oh Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine and bread to strengthen man's heart. The trees of the Lord are watered abundantly, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. Oh Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full of all your creatures. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles? Who touches the mountains and they smoke? I will sing to the Lord, as long as I shall live, I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May the meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Friends, in times of chaos, we are called to think more, not less. And lastly, we are called very quickly to, to rejoice more, not less. In times of chaos, in chaotic times, you can still rejoice. Now you have to think about who God is writing this through. He's writing this through the Apostle Paul, who has been chained, shackled, beaten, imprisoned, his body has been treat, treated like a human pinata, all for the name of Christ. And Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, he says, rejoice. And later he says, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. With thanksgiving, how, how in the world God, am I supposed to present all of these crazy requests to you because I'm crazy and this world's crazy and situations are crazy. How am I supposed to present these requests to you, God, with thanksgiving? How do I do that? I don't even know how you're going to respond. You want to know how you can? Sunday school answer here. Because of Jesus because of Jesus. Imagine this. Because Jesus was hung on a cross for your crimes, 
for crimes that he did not commit. And as he's hung on the cross, just imagine being a bystander as Jesus hung Calvary with, with two others, criminals. And imagine just looking and being in the crowd. I can imagine someone would say, man, that's, that's a shame. Man, he was a pretty good guy. He did some good things. Like we heard about some of the things he did. He did some good things, but boy, this ended poorly. <laughs> There's nothing good that can come out of this. I'd imagine if we were standing there, those could be some of the words out of our very mouth. There's, no, there's nothing good that could have come out of this. This is just a tragedy. Yet what happened? The greatest good came out of that tragedy. The greatest good that humanity could ever receive came out of that. In that moment, his blood was being spilled for the forgiveness of sins. The greatest good came out of it. And because of the cross and the reality that it brings for each and every person who will call on the name of Christ for salvation, you can rejoice more in the face of chaos and tragedy, not less. Romans 8.28 is your truth it, it's for you it's a promise given for you with a bow on it and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose this is for you that god is working together all things for your good for those who are called according to his purpose because of one man's death in one tragic night, everyone and anyone can experience the peace of God because the Son of God took on human flesh. He took on a wooden cross and he took on the wrath that we deserve because of our sin, the wrath of God, and he freely gives us the life that we could not have earned in a million lifetimes with good works. Therefore, at all times, and at any time, we can rejoice more. May we continue to learn of this Jesus in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, all earthly understanding, all scientific understanding, and all explanation. May we continue to pray more, to think more, and to rejoice more not less. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that even in times of chaos, even in the craziness of this world, and even the craziness of our own minds and our own bodies and the failing of our own strength, God, we can be reminded of how good you are. We can fill our minds with you. Elsewhere in the word of God, you, you call us to have the mind of Christ. And Father, I thank you for that truth and I thank you for these truths. I thank you for your word that in a moment, your spirit can come in and can open our minds to an eternal reality 
that oftentimes we can just miss in the muck of this life. Father, thank you that even though our minds do go through warfare, and it is a very real war, we have a God who is for us and not against us. And we can marvel in that. Father, we love you and we thank you. May our song be pure this morning as we close out. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. for that message this morning is, well, I think we needed to really hear that today. Thank you so much. And uh, all right, just an uh, just uh, invitation before we sing this last hymn. Uh, you heard Bethany talk about the kids when they were, she's dismissing them, starting their Christmas program practice. Well, the choir praise is also starting a practice on Tuesday nights because we're going to be presenting a Christmas cantata on December 18, the Sunday before Christmas. So Tuesday night, we're going to start rehearsing that along with the other numbers we get ready for Sunday. So if any of you have sung in the choir before or want to just join us to sing a Christmas cantata, there's an open invitation to come on starting, well, Tuesday night. And uh, you can come at 7 o'clock and sit in with the choir for fun as we practice the couple numbers for next Sunday or come around 7.30 and just join us for a cantata practice. So, love to have any of you come and join us that would like to sing. Now, okay, enough of that. Let's stand now. We're going to close with hymn number 493. It is well with my soul.
would you bow your heads? To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. We love you all. God bless you. If you need any prayer this morning, um, I would love to pray with you. So let us know. God bless you. Have a great day. We hope and trust that you've been blessed by today's message. If you have any additional questions or are looking for resources or want to get connected with our community, please go to coopersvillereform.com. We'll see you next week.